deep dive into the ABSA Africa Financial Markets Index for 2021. This and more in this episode. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at KFinancial. In its fifth year, the recently released ABSA Africa Financial Markets Index for 2021 saw only three of 23 countries improve their ranking. The index rates the country's financial markets across six pillars, namely market depth, access to foreign exchange, market transparency, tax and regulatory environment, capacity of local investors, macroeconomic opportunity, and the enforceability of standard financial markets, master agreement. Jeff Gable, head of macro and fixed income research at Abta Group, joins us for this episode. What are some of the issues the report highlighted across the financial markets on the continent? So the ABSA African Financial Markets Index is in its fifth year. It looks to sort of encourage and measure the openness and transparency and accessibility of financial markets. What does that mean in a practical way? We're trying to generate a financial market system that is best placed to be able to attract easily global capital. We want foreign money to come and be put to work here on the continent. But also, just as important, we want to make it as easy as possible for local capital to be able to use here on the continent. You know, the idea of, of savings under the mattress. Savings under the mattress doesn't earn a return. It doesn't help us build our economies. We need to get it to put to, uh, put to work. So the index looks to measure all sorts of things that we think are relevant for open, transparent, and accessible uh, capital markets. Within that space, right, the most recent report has a difficult message. We cover 23 countries. So less than half the countries on the continent, but within that space, we cover 80% of the uh, continent's economy. We cover about two-thirds of the population. And amongst those 23 countries, in the most recent version of the report, 19 of them saw their scores go backwards. So not making improvements and being open and transparent and accessible, but in fact, uh, going in, in the reverse direction. So that in and of itself isn't great news. It reflects in part that the environment, a COVID environment, is very difficult. It reflects in part uh, some positive moves we've included in the scoring, ESG, for the very first uh, time. And in that space, many countries, like Uganda, are very early in their ESG journey rather than than well progressed. And there are also some other technical changes. But but by and large, most countries saw their scores go in, in reverse. Happily, that wasn't true for everyone. And for one of the four countries that saw its score improve is Uganda. It moved up five places. It's best ever showing in the index. Fifth place overall. Top three were unchanged. South Africa, it's Mauritius, Nigeria. But Uganda was one of the standout performers. Ethiopia registered the worst performance in this recent index. What are the opportunities for growth in that market? So within that space, we know that across the continent, different countries are different parts of their economic journey. So, for example, in East Africa, we include not only the heavyweight. So we include not only Uganda and Tanzania and Kenya. Rwanda's in the index as well, but so is Ethiopia. We introduced Ethiopia several years ago. Um, Ethiopia has quite a strong economic story, though clearly challenges right now with, with regards to security and domestic politics. But Ethiopia is very early in its journey along financial market deepening and, and opening. 
There isn't an equity market there, for example. Well, if you're looking to score markets that are open and transparent and accessible, and you don't have an equity market, it won't surprise you to know that your scores are going to be very low. But as an opportunity, the index provides the space for countries to understand what's being done elsewhere on the continent. It's to learn from what's being done elsewhere on the continent, it's to share experience, and it's to debate. So the goal is not only to have countries where financial markets are super well developed, like a South Africa or a Mauritius, but it's to have the broad spectrum of economies represented. So those discussions and those learnings take place. And as a continent, we move forward. That was Jeff Gable, Head of Macro and Fixed Income Research at APSA Group. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. South Africa's 10-year government bond yield was at 9.9%, remaining close to a near two-year high of 10.3% hit on March 8th as investors continued to monitor developments around Russia-Ukraine talks and amid expectations of looming interest rate hikes due to strong inflationary pressure stemming from the war. The Federal Reserve is expected to kick off a tightening cycle on Wednesday after U.S. inflation hit a fresh 40-year high of 7.9% in February. Locally, investors are now betting the South African Reserve Bank could have to respond to price pressures fueled by the rising oil price with a 50 basis point hike. This is also a major threat to South Africa's fragile economic recovery, along with domestic structure issues, in particular recurrent load shedding across the country. The Central Bank of Mauritius decided unanimously to lift its key repo rate by 15 basis points to 2% during its March 2020 meeting. It's the first hike since January of 2011 amidst concerns of a growing inflationary pressures stemming from the Russia-Ukraine war. Policymakers noted that inflation has gained traction across several economies reflecting rising energy and food prices and lingering supply disruptions, among others, domestically. Headline inflation hit a 16-year high of 9% in February on the back of higher fuel prices and food products, including local fresh vegetables. In light of these developments, the bank revised its inflation projection to around 6.7% for 2022 versus a 4% in December, subject to further headwinds from the Russia-Ukraine war. Meanwhile, the domestic economy has remained on its recovery path due to the appropriate policy actions. The economy of Mauritius is seen growing between 7 to 8% in 2022, depending, among others, on the number of tourist arrivals. And a quick look at the markets. The Nairobi Securities Exchange sees a positive outlook for the private bond market in Kenya, urging investors to seize the opportunity to reap dividends. Speaking at the official launch of trade on Kenya Mortgage Refinance Company, Godfrey Odindo said, All the corporate bonds issued in the past two years have been oversubscribed. The first tranche of KMRC's 10.5 billion Kenya shillings unsecured medium-term note was last month oversubscribed by 480%. The state-owned mortgage financier issued 1.4 billion shillings in January but received offers worth 8.1 billion shillings. Capital Markets Authority Chief Executive Officer Wycliffe Shamir termed KMRC's listing as a major milestone that positions the capital markets as a source of funding to support productive economic activities. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial.